the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. Brethren, let us acknowledge our sins and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mystery. Kyrie eleison. Kyrie eleison. Christe eleison. Christe eleison. Kyrie eleison. Almighty ever-living God, we humbly implore your majesty that just as your only begotten Son was presented on this day in the temple in the substance of our flesh, so by your grace we may be presented to you with mind made pure through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. (laughs) 
A reading from the book of the prophet Malachi. Thus says the Lord God, Lo, I am sending my messenger to prepare the way before me. And suddenly there will come to the temple the Lord whom you seek and the messenger of the covenant whom you desire. Yes, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. But who will endure the day of his coming? And who can stand when he appears? For he is like the refiner's fire or like the fuller's lie. He will sit refining and purifying silver and he will purify the sons of Levi, refining them like gold or like silver that they may offer due sacrifice to the Lord. Then the sacrifice of Judah and Jerusalem will please the Lord as in the days of old, as in years gone by. The word of the Lord. letter to the Hebrews. Since the children share in blood and flesh, Jesus likewise shared in them, that through death he might destroy the one who has the power of death, that is the devil, and free those who through fear of death had been subject to slavery all their life. Surely he did not help angels but rather the descendants of Abraham. 
Therefore, he had to become like his brothers and sisters in every way, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest before God to expiate the sins of the people, because he himself was tested through what he suffered he is able to help those who are being tested. The word of the Lord. According to Luke, glory to you, O Lord. When the days were completed for their purification according to the law of Moses, Mary and Joseph took Jesus up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, just as it is written in the law of the Lord. Every male that opens the womb shall be consecrated to the Lord and to offer the sacrifice of a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons in accordance with the dictate in the law of the Lord. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was a righteous and devout and awaiting the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he should not see death before he had seen Christ of the Lord. He came in the spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought the child Jesus to perform the custom of the law in regard to him, he took him into his arms and blessed God, saying, Now, Master, you may let your servant go in peace, according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you prepared in the sight of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles, and glory for your people of Israel. The child's father and mother were amazed at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is destined for the fall and rise of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be contradicted, and you yourself a sword will pierce, so that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. There was also a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Penuel of the tribe of Asher, she was advanced in years, having lived seven years with her husband after her marriage, and then as a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple, but the worshiped night and day with fasting and prayer. And com coming forward at that very time, 
she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were awaiting the redemption of Israel. When they had fulfilled all the prescriptions of the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town in Nazareth. The child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. The Gospel of the Lord. Today is the Feast of the Presentation. In years past, before the last Vatican Council, it, the Latin Church called it Candle Mass. So for all of those here that still have up Christmas decorations, either on the outside or on the inside of your house, uh, it's finally over for this year. So please go ahead and do that. Some of you are pretty smart here today, and I think that we're going to find out how many of those folks are going to watch the Super Bowl tomorrow? I think a lot of you may be. I don't know. I'm from Kansas City, but I can't watch it because I'll be here at the very same time tomorrow. That's okay. This is more important. Please, it is really much more important. Now that we've said that, I want you to think about light and consolation or contradiction. Light and contradiction. Light in contradiction. Our Lord Jesus is the light. He is the truth and he is the way to life, eternal life. The contradiction that we're hearing here is those who resist that light, who do not accept that light. And these are things that we need to discuss. First, let's uh, take care of Malachi. Really what's happening there is that he's announcing the coming of the Messiah, and he's announcing the forerunner, John the Baptist. And um, this is what's happening in Malachi, and that the Savior will be coming, and the Savior will appear in the temple. That's what's happening today in the gospel, okay? And in the second reading, um, we are uh, advanced further to come forward and to see uh, that that's going to happen. This is pretty interesting because uh, you say, well, why was Mary having to be purified? And why were they coming to the temple? Well, eight days after Jesus was born, that is the time he is given a name. That's the typical way. He is given a name at the time of circumcision. And 40 days after the birth, after Christmas, after the nativity, we are here and they are doing what is prescribed in the law. Jesus and Mary and Joseph don't want any reason for us at that time, if we're thinking in terms of what was happening at that time, to put scandal on things. They were trying to not, to, not to change the law, but to reveal it in its fullest form. And this is what Jesus is here to do. Now when they come, it's not only that Mary is being purified in the sense that she had a birth, but she had a birth that was unlike any other birth. And we'll, exp we'll talk about that a little bit because remember, uh, Simeon is saying that a sword, sometimes the prayer of St. Bridget, we say a sword will pierce Mary's soul or that'll be um, a pain later on. And what they're talking about is, is that this pain of birthing, birthing the Messiah, birthing the Savior is gonna happen at the base of the cross when she's witnessing the death of our Lord Jesus. So 
it's also important to note that uh, when they were talking, they said Mary and Joseph took them up to Jerusalem and uh, were they, not just Mary. So in a sense, what's happening is, is that the Lord is entering into the temple. And in so doing, he's consecrating the whole space. He's consecrating everything, everybody there. I mean, remember we had the ark and then finally, when Solomon comes, he builds the first temple, there were three. He builds the first temple, there's the Holy of Holies. The ark, which was put in a tent, but now then it was held in the Holy of Holies. And remember that when Mary is waiting um, and the angel Gabriel comes to her, in effect, she is stitching on the veil that will in fact be torn at the death of Jesus. Remember that Mary was presented to the temple when she was a young girl. Zechariah and her mother, Anna, were very old when she was born, and she was brought to the temple. And it's very likely that she knew um, uh, both Simeon and um, uh, Anna. Now let's talk about Anna and Simeon. Both of these people are very righteous people. They're there waiting for the Messiah. And in Anna's case, I mean, she was maybe 14 years old as a virgin, then she was married seven years, and then uh, she's been widowed 84 years. Well, if you study this thing, in fact, she was about 105 years old, okay? And uh, what's that showing is that, that she is persistent in her prayers. And it's setting a good example for us to be holy in such a way that we're going to receive our Lord, as we're going to receive our Lord on our tongues here today when we receive communion. And in Simeon's case, um, it, is, it is very important to know that he has waited a long time. In the Eastern Church, uh, they said he waited maybe 340, 360 years. Now, whether that's true or not, I don't know, but he waited a long time. So when he heard he was waiting, he was promised, uh, that he would see the Messiah. And I think what that shows us is, you know, we need this kind of longing and waiting and, and long, you know, kind of a persistence in waiting for the, the, uh, the Savior. Here he is suddenly uh, appearing in the, the temple. So I think it's important for us to, to know that when we're talking in the second reading, uh, that really what's being destroyed, this contradiction is really the work of Satan. It, you know, it, it is death to us to fail to see the light. It is death to us to move forward and to accept our Savior. On times before when I've been here and spoken to you, I know that it's important for us to have champions in our world and to do things, but there's really only one Savior. And uh, you, you don't get to heaven any other way except through that Savior. Maybe you haven't heard that in a while. And there's a lot of ecumenical stuff going on. Well, well, you can get there, just go ahead. Let me explain to you what we do. What do you do? Well, that's kind of nice. Maybe we'll do some of that too. But it's up to us to protect the church, the body of truth of the church, to be prepared to know what we're being taught, to understand it and to live it, just like Anna and Simeon. That's very important. And I think it's more important to know you cannot equate the Ten Commandments with the Beatitudes. Some people may try to do that. They're totally different. The Ten Commandments tell you what not to do. Don't do it, because when you do that, you're working in contradiction to the Lord and Jesus Christ. 
But if you need a prescription, what's the spirit of the law, you need to obey what is set forth in the Beatitudes. And I've spoken about that before, but I think it's often missed. So as we prepare ourselves for this uh, coming uh, Advent, we've been through that, now we're preparing ourselves to go into Lenten period, that we're going to fast. I think that's wonderful for us, not only from a food point of view, but fast from sin. That's the first thing you do, right? And look at ourselves. Look at the example that's given to us in those Beatitudes. And that is the prescription that we must follow. That's how we look at life. That's how we turn things upside down in this culture. You know, this church is not dead, it's very alive. And our Lord, you know, you say, well, why do we have uh, Latin mass sometimes? It's a dead language, it's not changing. Exactly, because we don't want to change the meaning of the words. Now here today, normally we would have a candle procession coming in and bringing in candles and lighting those candles. That is the light of Christ. That shows us the way, that is life. That is what we want. We don't want darkness, we don't want that contradiction. So if you find yourselves on the outside of this and you find yourself in darkness, it's time to wake up. It's time to recognize that we have a savior. And sometimes we may spend a little more time talking about biblical literacy. It's very important because the more you know, it's probably the most important gathering of literature of any kind, yet it is sacred scripture. Those things that are not in the Bible are not necessary for what is happening here when we have the Eucharist. Everything that's in the Bible is important for us to understand how to understand what's happening here. I mean, our Lord is being presented to God. What do we do when we have infant baptism? We bring the children here. And in the Eastern Church, where I served a long time, you, you lift the child up in, in front of the altar and present it. Here, God, here is your child. You have given me this gift. I am the steward of this child. And God says, here, take your child. I entrust my child in you. This is why it's so important for us to recognize the importance of family. It's very difficult sometimes to get parents to want to baptize their children. And sometimes it comes down to grandmothers begging them. Well, look, if they don't want it, they need to understand their consequences. It's time to begin to understand there are consequences. We've had it so easy. We have food, we have places, we have safety most of the time. But there are those who are contradicting the truth. And they speak in such a way that they ridicule and they blame others, but they offer nothing that's hollow. We are God's people, and children and life are very important. And so what is happening here today is worth the feast. It's the presentation of our Lord. Amen. I believe, believe in one God, God Father Almighty, Almighty maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. Amen.
Our God, who is always faithful to his promises, invites us to bring before him our needs and hopes. For members of the church throughout the world, may the outpouring of the Holy Spirit sanctify each one of us in our daily lives. Let us pray to the Lord. For all nations and peoples, may God open their hearts to the gospel message. Let us pray to the Lord. For all who are alienated from their faith, may God grant them his faithful and hearing presence. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For children, our faith community, may God help bless them with wisdom and a growing desire to draw close to him and give them faith. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, For our beloved dead, may they come to share in the heavenly kingdom. Let us pray to the Lord. And let us pray for those in consecrated life, that they continue to pray for good. Let us pray to the Lord. Almighty and eternal God, you sent your only Son into the world to enlighten our hearts and fill us with hope and faith. Hear our prayers. We ask this through Christ our Lord.
Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the offering made with exaltation by your church be pleasing to you, O Lord, we pray. For you will that your only begotten Son be offered to, your, to you for the life of the world as a lamb without blemish, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is true, right, and just our duty and our salvation always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, for your co-eternal Son was presented on this day in the temple and revealed by the Spirit as the glory of Israel and the light of the nations. And so we too go forth rejoicing to encounter your salvation and with the angels and saints praise you as without and we acclaim. created rightly gives you praise for through your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. By the power and working of the Holy Spirit, you give life to all things and make them holy. And you never cease to gather a people to yourself, so that from the rising of the sun to its setting, a pure sacrifice may be offered to your name. Therefore, O Lord, we humbly implore you, by the same Spirit graciously make holy these gifts we have brought to you for consecration, that they may become the body and blood of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, at whose command we celebrate these mysteries. For on the night he was betrayed, he himself took bread. And giving you thanks, he said the blessing, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you.
In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice and giving you thanks, he said, the blessing, and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, O Lord, as we celebrate the memorial of the saving passion of your Son, his wondrous resurrection and ascension into heaven, and as we look forward to his second coming, we offer you in thanksgiving this holy and living sacrifice. Look, we pray, upon the oblation of your church and for recognize the, the sacrificial victim by whose death you will reconcile us to yourself. Great that we who are nourished by the body and the blood of your Son and filled with the Holy Spirit, may become one body, one spirit in Christ. May he make of us an eternal offering to you, so that we may obtain an inheritance with your elect, special with the most blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the blessed apostles and the glorious martyrs, St. Thomas and with all the saints on whose constant intercession in your presence we rely for unfailing help. May this sacrifice of our reconciliation, we pray, O Lord, advance the peace and salvation of all the world. Be pleased to confirm in faith and charity your pilgrim church on earth. With your servant Francis, our Pope, Thomas, our bishops, the order of bishops, all the clergy, and the entire people you have gained for your own. Listen graciously to the prayers of this family whom you have summoned before you. In your compassion, O merciful Father, gather to yourself your children scattered throughout the world, to our departed brothers and sisters, and to all who were pleasing to you as they are passing from this life, give kind admittance to your kingdom. There we hope to enjoy forever the fullness of your glory through Christ our Lord, through whom you bestow on the world all that is good. Through him, with him, and in him, O God, almighty Father, in the unit of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours 
forever and ever. Amen. As the Savior's command, and formed by divine teaching with the heart to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will. We live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And with your spirit. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. Behold the Lamb of God, behold the Him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called the supper of the Lamb. 
Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be Simeon had received a revelation from the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Simeon had received a revelation from the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Lord, now let your servant go in peace. Your word has been fulfilled. My own eyes have seen the salvation which you have prepared in the sight of every people, a light to reveal you to the nations and the glory of your people, Israel. Great is the Lord and highly to be praised in the city of our God. His holy mountain rises in beauty the joy of all the earth. Mount Zion in the heart of the north, the city of the mighty king. God in the midst of its citadels has shown himself its stronghold. As we have heard, so we have seen in the city of our God in the city of the Lord of hosts, which God establishes forever. Your merciful love, O God, we ponder in your temple. Your praise, O God, like your name, reaches the ends of the earth. Your right hand is filled with saving justice. Mount Zion rejoices. The daughters of Judah rejoice at the sight of your judgments. That you may tell the next generation 
that such is our God, our God forever and always. He will guide us forever. Simeon had received a revelation from the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.
By these holy gifts which we have received, O Lord, bring your grace to perfection within us, and as you fulfilled Simeon's expectation that he would not see death until he had been privileged to welcome the Christ. So may we, going forth, meet the Lord, obtain the gift of eternal life through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go, glorifying the Lord by your life. Thanks be to God. Saint Michael, the Archangel. Heavenly host. Stop me.